0: Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Good House nineteen sixty eight. This is Brother White speaking. Uh what I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh, it's the Hebrew Bible. Um so what you guys can do is just sit back and relax and uh enjoy the show It's being read in English. Um so I hope you guys enjoyed and uh and it's beneficial spiritually for disciplining and setting things straight. All right, let me get my scriptures out and I'll begin to read and interpret. If you have any questions and would like to call into the show, you can. The number is 888-689-4061 or 347-326-9003. All right, we're at Bersheif chapter 36, and it goes to say, this is the genealogy of Esau, that is Edom. Esau was chose keen and nine women as his wives out of the daughter of Elion the Hittite, a of Amma, the daughter of Anna, the daughter of Tiz- Tizvan, the Hivai, and Bashmath, Yishmael's daughter, sister of Neveyat. Ada bore to Isha Yelaphaz. Bashmath bore Ruel. Aholavama of Amma bore Yush. Yalam and Korak. These were the sons of Esau, born to him in the land of Canaan. And it goes to say, These were the sons of Esau born to him in the land of Canaan. Esau took his wives, his sons, and daughters, and the others in his household, his cattle and other animals, and everything else he owned, which he had acquired in the land of Canaan, and went off to a country distant from his brother, Jacob, for their possessions had become too great for them to live together, and the countryside through which they were traveling couldn't support so much livestock. So Esau lived in the hill country of Seir. Esau is Edom. This is the genealogy of Esau, the father of Edom, in the hill country of Seir. The names of Esau's sons were Eliphaz, son of Adar, the wife of Esau, and Ruel, the son of Bashmat, the wife of Esau. The sons of Eliphaz were Tom, Timur, Timan, Omar, Tizaz. Zepho, Gatim, Kanaz. Timnah was the concubine of Eliphaz, Esau's son, and she bore Elish, Eliphaz Amalek. These were the descendants of Adaz, Esau's wife. The sons of Ruah were Naschak, Zurak, Shama, and Mizah. These were the sons of Bashmat, Esav's wife. These were the sons of Ahalavama, the daughter of Ahana, the daughter of Tishvon, Esau's wife. She bore Esau Yish, Yish, Yalam, and Korah. The chieftains of the sons of Esau were the sons of Eliphaz, the firstborn of Esau, and the chieftains of Teman, Omar, Tzishpho, Kenez. Korah, Gautam, and Amalek, these were the chieftains descended from Eliphaz and Edom and from Ad-Adah. The sons of Ruah, Esau's sons, were the chieftains of Nachek, Zurak, Shamar, and Mesha. These were the chieftains descended from Ruah in the land of Eden from Beshmath, Esau's wife. The sons of Ahalavah, Esau's wife, were the chieftains of Yish. Yalam, and Korak. These were the chieftains descended from Ohalavama, the daughter of Anna, Esau's wife. These were the descendants of Esau, that is, Edom, and these were their chieftains. These were the descendants of Seir, the Horai, the local inhabitants, Lotan, Shavah, Tejizvan, Anna, Dishdan, Dishan, Esar, and Dishdan. Dishan. They were the chieftains descended from Horai, the people of Seir in the land of Edom. The sons of Lotan were Horai and Himam, and Lotan's sister was Timnah. The sons of Shevel were Elvan, Manacha, Ival, Shephel, and Onam. The sons of Tezizvan were Aya and Anna. This is the Anna who found the hot springs in the deserts. While pastoring his father to, Viz, to Zizvan's donkeys. The children of Anna were Dishan and Aholavama, the daughter of Anna. The sons of Dishan were Himdan, Eshban, Yitran, and Karan. The sons of Etra were Bilhan, Javan, and Ekan. The sons of Dishan were Utsaran. These were the chieftains descended from the Hori, the chieftains of Lotan, Shaval, to Zizvan, Anadishton, Ethan Dishtan. They were the chieftains descendants from the Horai by the clans and Seir. Following are the kings who reigned in the land of Edom before any king had reigned over the people of Israel. Bela, the son of Boar, reigned in Edom. The name of his city was Dinhava. When Bela died, Yovav, the son of Zarach from Batra, reigned in his place. When Yovav died, Hisham from the land of Timani reigned in his place. When Hisham died, Hadad, the son of Badad, who killed Midian in the field of Moab, reigned in his place. The name of his city was Zaphat. When Hadad died, Samlah of Masrika reigned in his place. When Shamla died, Shua of Rakavat by the river reigned in his place. When Shua died, baal Canaan, the son of Agbor, reigned in his place. When baal Canaan died, Hadar reigned in his place. The name of his city was Pua, and his wife's name was tavel, <coughs> the daughter of Matred, the daughter of Mizahav. These are the names of the chieftains descended from Mizahav, according to their clans. Places in... <coughs> excuse me. Places and names the chieftains of Timna, Alva, Yetet, Ahalavama, Elah, Pinan, Kinez, Timan, Mivtazah, Magdal, and Irem. These were the chieftains of Edom according to their settlements in the land they owned. This is Esau, the father of Edom. So far we've covered the genealogies of the sons who come from Esau, and uh, they were, uh, and we've covered the king uh, who reigned before any king had reigned over Israel. It goes to say, Yochav continued living in the land where his father had lived as a foreigner, the land of Canaan. Here's the history of Yochav. When Yosha was 17 years old, he used to pass through the flock with his brothers, even though he was still a boy. Once, when he was the son of Bilha and the sons of Zilpha, once he was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpha, his father's wives, he brought a bad report about them to their father. Now Israel loved Yosef the most of all his children, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a long sleeve robe. When he and his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they began to hate him and reached the point where they could not even talk with him in a civil manner. Yosef had a dream which he told his brothers, and that made them hate him all the more, he said to them. So this we see... That even though there are things that we may be told in a dream by the Creator, a lot of other people may not take a liking to it and may grow to hate us for it. But we see the outcome is always good, as we see we'll see here with Joseph, as we continue to read. He said to them, "Listen while I tell you about this dream of mine. We were tying up bundles of wheat in the field when suddenly my bundle got up by itself and stood upright." Then your bundles gathered around mine and prostrated themselves before it. His brothers retorted, yes, you will certainly be our king. You'll do a great job of bossing us around. And they hated him still more for his dreams and for what he said. He had another dream, which he told his brothers. Here I, here I had another dream, and there were the sun, the moon, eleven stars prostrating themselves before me. He told his father, too, as well as his brother, but his father rebuked him. What is this dream you have had? Do you really expect me, your mother, and your brothers to come and prostrate ourselves before you on the ground? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. After this, when his brothers had gone to pasture their father's sheep in Shechem, Israel asked Joseph, Aren't your brothers pasturing the sheep in Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. He answered, Here I am, he said to him. Go now and see whether things are going well with your brothers and with the sheep, and bring word back to me. So he said, So he sent him away from the Hebron Valley, and he went to Shechem, where a man found him wandering around in the countryside. The man asked him, What are you looking for? I'm looking for my brothers, he answered. Tell me, please, where are they pasturing the sheep? The man said, They left here because I heard them say, Let's go to Dalton. Yosef went after his brothers and found them in Dalton. They spotted him in the distance before he had arrived where they were. They had already plotted to kill him. They said to each other, Look, this dream is coming, so come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these one of these water cisterns here. Then we'll say some wild animal devoured him. We'll see then what becomes of his dreams. But when Reuben heard this he saved him from being destroyed by them, he said we shouldn't take his life. Don't shed blood, Reuben added. Throw him into the cistern here in the wilds. But don't lay hands on him yourselves. He intended to rescue him from them later and restore him to his father. So at least he had one brother that kind of wasn't into the mood of doing away with him. So it was that when Yusuf arrived to be with his brothers, they stripped off his robe, the long sleeve robe he was wearing, took him, and threw him into the cistern. The cistern was empty, without any water in it. Then they sat down to eat their meal, but as they looked up, they saw in front of them a caravan of Yishmaelim coming from Gilgad. Their camels loaded with aromatic gum, healing, healing resin, and opium, on their way down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers. What advantage is it to us if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Yishmalim instead of putting him to death with our own hands. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh. His brothers paid attention to him. So when the Midyanim merchants passed by, they drew and lifted Yosher out of the cistern and showed him for half a pound of silver shekels to the Yishma limb who took Yoshev on to Egypt. Reuben returned assistant and upon seeing that Yosha wasn't in it, tore his clothes in mourning. He returned to his brothers and said, The boy isn't there. Where can I go now? They took Yoshev's robe, killed a male goat, and dipped the robe in blood. Then they sent a long sleeve robe and brought it to their father, saying, We found this. Do you know if it is your son's robe or not? He recognized it and cried, It is my son's robe. Some wild animal has torn yourself in pieces and eaten them. Yoko tore his clothes and, putting sackcloth around his waist, mourned his son for many days. Though all his sons and daughters tried to comfort him, he refused all consolation, saying, Now I will go down to the grave to my son mourning, and his father wept for him. In Egypt, Midianim sold Yosef to Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials, a captain of the guard. So we see another prophecy being fulfilled by God, but uh uh, Yoshev, I don't know if he knew that, but if he kept trust and faith in God, he knew something good was going to happen. And this is an example to us, even though things may be going wrong, if we keep our faith in the Creator, things will turn out for the better. Keep our trust and faith in the Creator. All right, uh, that is my reading for the scriptures or the Tanakh, and now going to the vocabulary lesson, the Hebrew language. Our first word is ukal, and it means devoured. Our next word is ukla, it means devour, eat food, meat. Our next word is arcane, it means nevertheless, surely, truly. Our next word is arcath, it means to curve. Our next word is Ekaf, it means stroke. Our next word is ikah, it means to dig, a farmer. Our next word is Akshaf. It means a fat a place in Palestine. Our next word is Al. It means no, nor, not. Our next word is Eil. It means the Almighty. Our next word is Eilah. And... It means oak. Our next word is El -el -ah Elahe Yisrael. It means mighty God of Yisrael. Our next word is El Beth El, God of Bethel. El Beth El Beth El. Our next word is El Gabish. It means hell. Our next word is Al Gumim. It means Algum wood, Algum trees. Our next word is Aldad. It means God has loved. Our next word is Eldar. It means God of knowledge. Alright, that is it for. Uh, the words and uh, some of the spellings. I haven't kept it up to date because not too many people go there. But if you're looking for the spelling, um, for some of them, it's uh, the words are there at goodhouse1968.net. All right, uh, that is it for my ministries for today. And um, we want to live by the Spirit and keep our trust and faith in the Creator or in Good. All right, let me say a prayer for you guys, and I'll be leaving you. Good, I petition you that you strengthen the brothers and sisters up, open their eyes in the good and the humility that is put upon them for worshiping or accepting good as their creator, who actually created the whole universe, as the scripture says. Open their minds and their hearts that it does not affect them, and it it brushes off like a feather on their shoulder or a piece of cotton to just brush off with with complete ease. I pray that they are not intimidated by the fact that uh, most people would say, well, good did not create the world, and there is no good. I hope they are not intimidated by such things like that, and I pray that they are not, and that they become stronger than that. I pray that you remove the rafters from their eyes and give them the ability to see the truth through the use of Ruach HaKadosh. I pray that you uh Through Ruach HaKadosh, you are able to make a change for the better, for them to become righteous uh, citizens of this world and to do good in this world. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Plus.